Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. This is Victory Over Sin, and my name is Mark Rennick. We've got an exciting show planned for you today. I hope all is well with you in this beautiful Saturday afternoon in the Treasure Valley. Um, the first part of the show, what we try to do is to explain to you what Victory Over Sin is and who funds us. Victory Over Sin is funded by the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. It's actually funded through an advocacy grant, if you will. And our mandate through that grant is to educate Idahoans on what it's like to be incarcerated. Uh, We do that in several different forms. One is this radio show. If you go back to the archives here at KBXL, you can look under Victory Over Sin and you'll see almost a year and a half's worth of programming. Uh, You'll see people who have been on the show in a format like we're going to do today in which they've shared what the work that they do supporting people who are coming out of incarceration. We like to call those guys returning citizens. There's been some impressive people on there, and we'll continue to have those people on there. Uh, In addition to that, we also put together a PowerPoint that we share with churches, with community groups, with anybody that really would like to see it. Uh, And that event, uh, that that takes place uh, at any place that you require. Uh, If you're interested in having that at your church, at your service group, et cetera, I'm going to give you information at the end of the show in which you can figure out how to reach me, and we'll be happy to do that. Uh, it's interesting about those presentations. They are presented by people who have been incarcerated themselves. So they will come out and show this information point and kind of should spark some discussion about what it's like to be on, be incarcerated, et cetera, et cetera, and make you think. And that's what it's designed to do. So in addition to that, um, this that organization actually was funded out of something that my guest is a part of uh, when we first started. It's called the Reentry Conference from St. Vincent de Paul. And that is a conference that started a little over five years ago through the same Southwest Council on St. Vincent de Paul, in which we greet people in the, within the first 90 days of their release from incarceration. And what we do is they call the hotline and they say, hey, I just got out of prison. And then two Vicentians come out and speak with them about the needs that they have. Usually we provide some support with rent, uh, potentially a bus pass, bicycle, and some clothing. Uh, and that's that organization has been super successful in the five years that we've been involved with it. And it's gotten actually some national attention within the entity of St. Vincent de Paul. And they came out and saw us about almost two years ago and said, hey, you guys are doing a great job with this. What would you like to do if we had some extra money? And that became Systemic Change of Idaho and this advocacy program. So we're excited about the future with St. Vincent de Paul and the support that they've given us. We love what we're doing in terms of going forward. And uh, it's just an exciting year. We're expanding into Canyon County this year because previously we've just pretty much been in the Ada County area. So this year we're in the process of expanding to Canyon County. And we will be coordinating um, some of the efforts that we do through the Peer Wellness Center in terms of greeting people there every morning as they come out of incarceration. And we'll be doing that over in Canyon County at Canyon Wellness Clinic. So lots of good things are happening, so stay tuned with all of that. In addition to that, I want to kind of announce that um, a week from today, 
there's going to be an event at the newly remodeled uh, St. Vincent de Paul Food Pantry slash counseling media room, if you will, in which we are having a greeting uh, invitation for a gentleman who's just gotten a new job with the Department of Corrections. His name is Tim Lay. If you go back and listen to, look at the archives, you'll see an interview from Tim Lay. He has just become the re-entry manager for the Department of Corrections. He had previously been with the Department of Labor. And on Saturday night, a week from tonight, mark this on your calendars, come by at 6.30 you can come by and you can meet Tim. He's going to talk a little bit about um, his involvement and his vision for what he sees his role as with the Department of Corrections. And he's a friend of ours, friend of uh, all of us who are returning citizens. Make sure you come out. There's also a special guest that we think will be on board that will be a name that you recognize. And I can't really say that she's going to be there, but I think she's going to be there. And so that'll be a nice event. So if you've got something to do next Saturday, come. Food's free. What he'll do is talk, we'll share some information, and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, That'll be next Saturday night. Also, in addition to that, too, if you're out in the desert and you're listening to my voice, we've got a strong link now with a group called Just Leadership USA, and that group is to uh, become like AARP is for the senior citizen. Just Leadership USA is uh, intent on getting information to those of us who have been incarcerated. So if you're out in the desert and you want information about that, you can also talk to your case manager and have your case manager talk to me and I'll send you out an application. It's all free. And if you're driving around in the community now and you've been incarcerated and you want to be involved with that, again, at the end of the show, I'll reach out and let you know how to get in touch with me. We're gonna, we got a very special guest in, in studio today and we'll be right back. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Okay, I am super excited to have a person we've been trying to get on the show for a while. Her name is Lynn Kelly. Lynn, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes. I looked on your LinkedIn page, and underneath your name it says F-A-C-M-P-E. What is that? Well, <laughs> when I was still working, I'm now retired, but I was a fellow in the American College of Medical Practice Executives. Yes. So it's an association for people who manage medical practices. That's cool. It looks really good on your LinkedIn page. You. That's really impressive. <laughs> You are here, though, kind of representing, and we'll talk about a lot of stuff, representing what I call ALLO, which is uh, Supporting Families of the Incarcerated. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we are, um, we call ourselves a support group, but but to me it's more of a resource group. It's mm-hmm. not a formal support group where people come in and we sit around in a circle and we you know, share little tidbits and our 
problems and stuff. But what we are is is a group of people that got together um, because we recognized a need in the community to act, you know support those who have someone incarcerated, whether it be a child, a spouse, you know, some kind of family member, brother, sister. And so we came together a few years de- ago and developed this. And you were on that committee that that helped get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we meet once a month, and and we're just there as a as a resource to bolster each other up, to talk about our issues, to heal our hurts. And uh, just kind of be there for one another. It's been there. It's been going for about how long? Two and a half years. And you were a co-founder with a friend of ours, Marion Coges, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, Deacon Joe and Deacon uh, Rodriguez Joe? from St. Mark's is, is kind of the one that he initiated it and asked asked us to help him get things rolling. Okay. And I think too, I can't say enough about the fact that I was surprised that something like this really hadn't been going. If you can think about it, it's a real powerful event when you have somebody that's close to you, a family member, cousin, a wife, or a son, or that's been incarcerated. That's a quiet thing that people don't share. And so this is a great spot for you. You're listening to our voice today and you say, well, you know, I can't share this with anybody. This is that group, right? Would you say that? It, it is. Um Myself and, and many of us just struggle to, to talk about it. It's just such a difficult issue, and it's not something that everybody um, is familiar with. So it's really helpful to have someone who knows what you're feeling and yeah. knows what you're going through. I know that, uh, unfortunately, I'd been incarcerated a few times, and I know that the first time I was incarcerated, for, my mother didn't tell anybody that her son, you know, her baby boy was in prison. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it uh, it's something that you can't really share. And you can come to this group, actually, and... Uh, just essentially let go and kind of talk about what you're feeling. It's a real emotional sort of group. We've become a really nice kind of blend of community. Uh, and I think we've, how many people are on the mailing list now or the email list? Well, we have about, I uh, have about 40 to 45 on our contact list. Mm-hmm. We also have quite a number of people that follow us on our Facebook page. And a lot of them aren't even local folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as meetings go, we, we probably have maybe 15 or 20 that are kind of regulars that mm-hmm. come pretty consistently. But we have a lot of people who get my emails, get my messages there. They want to stay in touch but don't always come to the meetings. And I think also, too, we have we have speakers. Mm-hmm. We've had impressive speakers there. I think over the years we've had uh, Sandy Jones was there once, right? And Henry Atencio before he was director. Yes. Yeah, right. he was there that time to talk to us about probation and parole. Right. We've had many people. In fact, uh, the uh, last gentleman, Ross. Uh, Castleton. Castleton, yeah, he was here. He was impressive, too. I, I, and he is a deputy... Warden, no, 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 no. Deputy director for one of the one of the prison outfits. They divide, they divide it into two prison sections now, and so he does the work centers and the women's prisons. But he was there, and he was real articulate. I I was impressed with him. Well, we've we've tried to take an approach of um, we don't have speakers every month, you know, because that's not just our goal. But what we try to do every few months is have someone come out that can maybe update us on on what's going on in the Department of Corrections as things change. Um, just kind of keep us in that loop of of what we can expect. Um, when we spoke to Henry Atencio about probation and parole, he gave us a good idea of what, what that's like, what those expectations are and those requirements. So we're trying to, to help people along by giving them the information they may struggle to get otherwise. Um, but then in alternate months, we're just there to visit and just yeah. there to be there. It was, uh, which director was it that saw it and thought that was a great idea? Was it uh, Kemp. Director Kemp? Yeah, Kemp, yeah. Kemp. He, he actually had us advertised on the yeah. IDAC website for a while. He so. did great. Yeah, he did. He was very supportive. He was an innovative, not that Henry isn't, but he was a real innovative director in terms of getting community involvement in all these things. And I think he really took what was your guy's great idea and kickstarted it and gave it the credibility to get going. So we owe him a debt of thanks for that, too. Well, and he recognized the value in supporting the families. 
Um, you know, Department of Corrections does what, what they do. You know, they have their mission. But because it affects so many different family members when you have someone incarcerated, he recognized the value in, in having a group to help those folks. I think we can't say it enough on the radio, um, so that I'll, I'll keep saying it. But the Department of Corrections really cannot survive without volunteers and the support of the volunteer community. And so this is just another vein, I guess you would say, in terms of uh, supporting the people who uh, have relatives and who have loved ones who are incarcerated. And it just breeds kind of more knowledge that allows people to go out and, and, and help them do their job, really. You know, and, and I agree with that. And I also think just from what I've seen within this group, within the ALO group, is my, my belief is that we offer um, a sense of calm and a sense of peace. And, and we, we instill in people that they're going to get through this. You know, this, this may be really painful right now. and This is really ugly and it hurts and you don't like it. You don't want to be in the situation. But enough, enough of us have gotten through it and come out the other end okay. And I, I think it's comforting and it just offers a sense of peace to those to say, you know, that's going to be me one of these days. I'm going to be through this. My loved one's going to be home and we're going to move on. And um, that's, that's what I get from it is that um, we allow people that hope that things are going to be okay. Yeah, you know the thing I am surprised by, and you and I have never talked about this, but how much, how many people in that group are, have loved ones who are not incarcerated in Idaho? You know, that that's surprising. It's a universal theme, and some of the real core group people don't, are, do not, and the, historically the people who have been core group have not had people who are incarcerated in Idaho. Right. That's yes. We do have quite a few family members that attend that have loved ones out of state, so Cal- that, California, yeah. Colorado, yeah, Nevada, Nevada, and, and mm-hmm. even Arizona. I think, as I recall. Yeah. So I mean, it's a but. So what that to me validates is that it really is a an, a, an issue that uh, resonates with with people who are, are all over, and it's not just something that's an Idaho thing. Oh no, no, no. Um, you know, we all we all know the statistics that United States incarcerates more people. Um, per population than around the world. So yeah. there's a lot of family members and a lot of friends out there who are, who struggle with that nationwide. Nationwide, yeah. okay. The um, ILO is an unusual name, and I never have got, I don't, in my rhetoric, I don't have a really good uh, rationalization on why it's called ILO, but why is it called ILO? Well, we were when we were trying to name the group, um, we had a lot of discussion about it. And, and basically what we came up with is ILO is actually a Latin word that means um, support, and comfort. Um, so instead of some kind of acronym that stood for something, 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 um, we just liked that. We liked the fact that it meant support, you know, and comfort. And so that's what we named it. I don't, I don't know why I can't get that into my rhetoric, but yeah, I, I love it. I love the name. I knew it was a neat story, <clears throat> but I did not. So how about you specifically? Are you a native Idahoan? No. Or, no, no where I'm, are you from? Yeah, we're, I'm from the Midwest, from Minnesota originally. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And you so. are, uh, you, you told me before we were on the air, you're a vet. I am. Husband's a vet. Uh-huh. Just got back from Europe. Yeah. But this group, yeah. I tell you, all the, I hang around all, I hang around neat people. They all travel places and go to, to Israel. And you just got back from France, right? Yeah, we did. We we went to see the um, Normandy beaches where the World War II landing areas were. Got to so be powerful. That, that was, had to have been powerful. Yeah, pretty amazing. Emotional. You talk yes, about emotional. I can was, imagine. Yeah. Oh, so that's exciting. So uh, what else in terms of how did you get to Idaho? Uh, my husband's dropped. He, mm-hmm. he moved here for his career and then you also so. he, he does something with uh, classic cars I always see you guys at classic car stuff yeah he's he's always had a classic car over yeah. the years so so, so we're shoot. in a car club and we kind of go to the car shows and we, we, we like looking at those old beauties to so, tell you. yeah this is a nice lady and she's nice you know these guys have uh, I always look up to people who have these cool relationships have been together for long periods of time and 
Uh, Lynn's, a, Lynn's a neat lady, I, and you can tell that from listening to her on the radio. But I met you through what we talked about in the prelim of the, the reentry conference from St. Vincent Paul, and that's been going just, is it, is it over, Gosh, over five years I now? think it's been about five years. And it's kind of lose track. You were an original person in that, weren't you? Yes, yeah. yeah. So Dick, yeah, and I've heard you mention Dick Legos before on many right. of your other shows. Yeah. Um, he, he seems to be the the st- starting point of all of this. So when, when um, I first had, my son was first incarcerated, um, I met Dick through a church as a contact person. And he actually, at that time, connected me with a couple other people. And so we kind of had an informal little support group at the time. But um, I came to a point where I wanted to, um, you know, I, I felt that I had this in my life. I didn't particularly like it. Um, but it's like, you know, what do you do with this now? And so I thought, well, you know, I, I can try to give back and help others. And and so through Dick Legos, when they were forming the reentry, I kind of got involved. Um, I wasn't necessarily in the planning stages, but once they started putting it into effect, I, I took a role, volunteer role for doing the home visits and, and being the treasurer for the group. Yeah, because I think um, I, 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 t- I do talk about this a lot, but that initial group of about 20 or yeah, maybe they're 20, 25 people. Uh, that was a that was a real powerful group, and um, we had somewhat of a slow start as we built uh, a community, if you will. But I think the bond, and I, I think what I want to talk about is the bond that, again, somebody's listening to my voice, and you have a heart. You're on a Christian radio station. You got a heart for this. You think, hey, what could I do to kind of reach out and do something? This is something that's very powerful. It is for me, I know, because I still see people every week, and I've been doing it for five years. You still mm. see people every week, yep. mm-hmm. and you've been doing it for five years. There's something very powerful about going out in pairs, if you will, and sitting down with somebody that's just gotten out of incarceration and saying, what can we do to help you? Yeah. You know? And it can be something that is, the person could be totally alien to me in terms of what they believe, what they are, but you see that desperateness in their eyes and they, they're trying to process all this stuff that's going by. And we don't judge. We just say, can we help you with some rent? Or can we do that? Can you address that as in the way that, that you view that process, I guess? Well, what it, what it you know, they, they always say that when you, when you give back to others or, or, you know, you get more out of it. And that, that's kind of what I think, you know, because you, you do, you go in and they, they're, they're nervous, they're scared, they're overwhelmed because they just got out and they've got this whole list of things they have to do and classes to attend and get their ID and all of that. And we offer them a sense of calm. You know, we go in and we offer some financial support, some clothing vouchers, maybe some transportation, and we just kind of bring it down to where, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, you talk to them, we talk to them about just taking things one day at a time, one thing at a time. And, and I think we bring them hope that, that they can get through these first few days and these first few weeks because we usually do see them pretty quickly when they, when they get out. Usually, I think over time, it's, it's becoming much more of a, as I see people, because we do see people every day, is we're one of the first stops for a lot of people. And I'm always saying, call this number. And so when they do call that number, we really have become that voice that, mm-hmm. you know, I still get calls. I do a lot of stuff for people who are returning citizens and who are offenders and uh, more, more people I go up say, oh, that's the St. Pence Paul guy. And that's the volunteer thing that you and I still do. So they all think we work for St. Pence Paul. But it's it's powerful and it, it's impactful not only for those people, but even the providers and the community and the organizations, if you will, that still don't quite understand it. But we always seem to be defining for them. I guess that makes sense. Well, you know, we... we um all these folks coming out, and I think this is one of the things that the 
the world around us and the community needs to recognize is that these people are coming home. They're going to be our neighbors. You know, what can we... 97% of those people out there in the desert are going to get out. That's right. Yes, that's sir. right. We hear that, you know. And so so I look at it as what, you know, I'm doing my little piece to help them get settled in, to help them, you know, we, we have employment services and different kind of things that St. Vincent offers. So it, it's, it's a big comfort to know that, you know, these people may be living down the street from me or, or from you or, or whatever, and that there's people like us out there in this group and, and many other resources, not just St. Vincent's, but many mm-hmm. other resources who are giving them a hand up to help them get on their feet so they can return to being a good citizen again and being a good, valuable community member. And, and you know, that is, it is rewarding. We do a little bitty piece of it, but it helps them get on that right track. It really, and it does. Um, you get, and we get together twice a month as a group. Again, I'm still thinking of you. If you're out there and you need some help, then get in touch with us and we'll we'll direct you. It's pretty easy to get involved. But I always think about, um, and we get together and we get to share these sorts of stories. And over the years, you know, you lose track of how many, quote unquote, miracles, quote unquote, happen mm-hmm. as you come together. Can you think of anything that comes to you uh, dramatically that you've had an event where it was powerful for you? Or You know, I think, Mark, more, more what I can think of is just... Um, just the goodness that comes from some of these folks. And they're, they're so pleased and so thankful and, and much filled with gratitude that we're there to help them. That is what warms my heart. When when you can tell that they're genuinely happy that you took the time to come, you know, we go and meet them at their home, wherever yeah, that they're living. True. Yeah, and, and they're just so grateful and so thankful for that, that, that it warms my heart that I took the time to drive over there and hang out with them. You know, um, it, it, just, it just reinforces what we're doing. You know, I think I, I'm the same way. It's like you and I both, lead hectic lives uh, by choice. Um, but um, it is so nice for me to know. I'll, I'll pull my day up and I'll think, oh man, how many is going to be today? You know, And I'll, I'll go through some frustration as I'm pulling up how many people I'm supposed to see. But inevitably, after I see those people, it is a, it's a reaffirming that I'm on the right track. It reaffirms that seven years ago or so, that's where I was. I can, and it's a, it's very, very powerful feeling. And I think that's what's happened with our little group as it's emerged. We've lost some people due to illness and they got pulled away with job wise, but we've kind of got an emerging new group coming out now that uh, are excited and powerful. And it's kind of nice to see the kind of second generation, if you will, from when we started. Does that does that ring true with you? or It, it is, and, and I have found that I really enjoy going to the meetings. I, I really enjoy the, this, family. this group. of Yes, yeah. It, it We're really, a real I, diverse I've, family, too. We are, yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've learned a lot. I've been inspired a lot by the people that, the other volunteers, and it's very meaningful to me to, to hang out with this group of folks. Yeah, and I think uh, to give you some kind of perspective, when we started out... Um, uh, there was only two of us in that group of 20 or so that were incarcerated, previously incarcerated, and both of us are still there. And uh, the number of people who have been previously incarcerated now are the majority. It, it, it is almost the majority, isn't it? I think, I think so. And yeah. I think that's wonderful because it shows, you know, they're, again, recognizing the value that they receive from that, and now they want to move that forward. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, wonderful to see that. I can't say enough about the, the diversity of of personalities on this group it uh it will be entertaining no less so i think what we would say to you is if this is something that tugs at your heart let us know we'll get you a we'll introduce you and come by and take a look and make a choice for yourself but it's very powerful don't you think yes where do you think for uh as we're expanding into the canyon county area that gets stressful i know 
but we're also looking for people now, if you're listening to my voice in Canyon County, to help us with that. Where do you see that direction go? Are you, are you excited about the future with that? Or Oh, I think it's awesome. I think they've showed the, the need there, especially, you know, Ada County, we always stay busy. Um, Canyon County is probably the number two release point for former offenders. So, um, you know, they'll come along just like we have and, and get more volunteers and, and more assistance and do a lot of good over there. Okay. The things that, because um, we talked, we've had some hard times as we've kind of gone through this process too, the ups and downs of money. Sometimes you never know there's going to be enough money there. There always seems to be. But because we do, we spend a lot of money. We do. We really do. We do. And, um, and it always seems to be there. There are times there, because I, I, can, I can read you. I know there are times there where you really get, stressed because she's, she's our treasurer so <laughs> she gets she gets stressed about money sometimes what do you do when that gets tough and how do you what do you rely on for you with that well what i have learned is that god always provides yep. you know because we have times be, through grants and things where we are a little flush for a while but because we do so much in, in assisting folks with some rent assistance and bus passes and that kind of thing we do have a large outlay of funds as well so as we go through that there have been times when we got a little squeaky on, <laughs> on what we had remaining but then all of a sudden you know god does provide and we get a grant or we get a donation and um that just reminds me when I get stressed, and I know I, I shouldn't, but that we are doing God's work, and then He's going to make make it okay. Yeah, that's so right. that's right. What is uh, uh, that's what I always say. What's John Belushi saying that the Blues Brothers he says we're on a mission from God? Yeah. You know, kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of like that. Hey, listen, thank you so much for uh, being here today. I, um, you know. You know, you're a special lady. I love you. And I'm happy you're here. And uh, you, too, can be a part of this. If uh, this is something that you're interested in, uh, I'll get you our information here in a second. And and you can reach out and be a part of this. Also, as in closing, remember a week from tonight, this is an event where you can meet a very special man with uh, Mr. Tim Lai. Uh, at the St. Vincent Paul. Come in and hang out. It's going to be all the kind of people who work with these people, good people to hang out with. Food will be free. 6.30 to 8.30. We'll be back for the close in just a second. Morning has broken Like the first morning Blackbird has spoken Like the first bird Praise for the singing Again, I want to thank Lynn for coming in. You can tell uh, she's a special person. Uh, If you are interested in any of this, as I think I said three or four times, man, we really are extending this uh, offer to you. But if you need to reach out and get information from us on being a participant, being a volunteer with uh, St. Vincent Paul, certainly reach out and we'll we'll hook you up. We're easy to reach. www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send us an email, systemicchangeofidaho. It's all spelled out at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram at Systemic Change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Ever Sin.